Bogeiro. 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 Again, it goes back to operating ethically. Yeah, how you conduct business. It doesn't matter where you're from. Would it's how people, you conduct business. But that's the question. Like, would people, if Wellness Connection hadn't done some of the things they'd done in terms of, again, trying to influence law mm -hmm. to favor them by an astronomical amount, it seems like it was a fairly even. Yeah, right. It, that, that's my question. Do you really not like them just because of that, or do you not like them because they're a giant company? And I don't know that everybody's being honest with themselves about that. Yeah, which reason, which purpose? Right, and again, I think uh, that's why I don't like them. I don't like them because of I believe that they've done unethical things to influence lawmakers in this state. But uh, the fact that they're big doesn't bother me at all. The fact that they're out of state doesn't bother me How at all. How they act. Again, I like the competition. And I'm also of the mindset, again, it's it's a... It comes to acting ethically, but also, do you have a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset? Do you have a scarcity mindset where you think that there's a limited amount of success available and for you to succeed, everybody else has to fail? Or do you understand the reality is that myself, Black Tie, and every other company that exists right now in Maine can all not just survive, but thrive, do really, really well. And Table's big enough for all of us to eat. Exactly. And more than eat, get fat. I mean... I, <laughs> Shit, I felt personally, <laughs> personally attacked by that one motherfucker. <laughs> so, again, but this is how I approach it every day, and I just don't feel a need to look at it any other way. And that's why on Instagram in the past, I've supported and shouted out competitors. Mm. Um if there were stores that for whatever reason we couldn't supply them with product, I've recommended competitors mm -hmm. because uh, one, I'm not afraid of the competition Two, I understand that just because they got that doesn't mean I can't succeed just because they got that business. So I, I really don't understand why you look at it any differently. No, you wouldn't. I remember, uh, I remember directing somebody to another store when I was working inside the storefront for a while because <coughs> um, I knew where that strain was, that particular person. Yeah. And so it's really that selflessness, that just conducting yourself, that's, that's the best way to do it. I mean, I like that. being like that, yeah. though. I <clears throat> enjoy doing that because that'd be again, the kind of large business that people would like to succeed. Your you know, success, be a part of. by and large, does not a affect me, right? Unless you got your success, something you did to me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But again, yeah, like unless the direct harm of your your business was the, was right. the reason for his success. But outside you know? of that, you, same thing with the price of hash, with the price of flour. Make as much money as you want, as you can. I fully support that. That is awesome. Celebrate that. That's great. I'm never, ever going to feel any other way. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome.
Welcome you. That one's weird too. There's a couple weird. Oh, with Norma Bates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, yeah, that, that kid's creepy. That kid's I know he's supposed shit. to be, but he's also. That's a, yeah. I feel like in real life creepy. he's fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> he's like one of those dudes, like yeah. You know. I don't know that one. I don't know that. It became popular a couple years ago. It was a few years ago. Yeah, it's not right now. No. Nope. Now it's uh, the haunting of Hill House. It's not popular. I'm Is it like the Blair that. House one? The haunt, the Blair House? Haunting of uh, Bly House. Bly House, yeah. yeah so yeah. basically what they did was they ripped off uh, American Horror Story, and so they used the same cast for these two different shows. It's just one season of each, but... I heard that... Well, I didn't think... I think that Haunting at the... Whatever you're talking about came out with the second one. It's trash, apparently. So the first one was Haunting of Hill House, which and was And that awesome. was really good. Yeah, and, and everyone... Then I, and then I just crushed Haunting of Bly Manor. And it... I didn't think it was as good. Yeah, a lot of people have said that though. Honestly, like the first, the first season yeah. or the first, uh, you know. And I hate being that guy. You said it was the same cast. Yeah. So it's as like, American have you Horror seen Story. Have you seen American Horror Story? Yeah, parts of it. So they ripped. So they ripped off the same idea where um, each episode is a small story. No, each season is its own story, but it's the same cast. It's just a different story. Right. Oh, that's. Um, I don't know if I'd like that. That is a little bit weird. It is weird. It's like, ah, you were better in the last one. I didn't. Yes, I didn't even is. really watch American yeah, Horror Story. I, I never got couple, into it. I watched a couple seasons, but a lot of them are. I'm not a huge Tried fan. Tried to. They think there was one where they're gone to hell or something like. that. <laughs> Do they have the weirdest storylines? Like sometimes you can't miss something like, too. Yeah. Long time. Like so, they were living in a bunker. They, uh, it was one of the later. So seasons, it actually like, reminds me the way you're describing like it of Black Mirror, where it takes Ooh, like you that. almost a full. Like it takes you a, a little bit though to like figure out what's going on. Yeah, Black Mirror was yeah. weird though too. That was a weird actual. Like some of the concepts they had in that were like fucking. It was weird because it played out like the weirdest, scariest fantasies of someone's head. Like it wasn't necessarily creepy in like a paranormal sense. It was like they did like episodes on like control from the government and shit. Yes. And, like all this uh, weird the stuff of technology. Yeah, like a lot of stuff like that. And it was like whoa like you know but to your point it it did a good job in some of them of like oh yeah i've thought about that that is crazy but then some of them were like what yeah there was some there way like way too out of it (laughs) Mm -hmm. i do remember i haven't watched any of those in a while yeah me neither super super weird i'm into like uh how to get away i'm big into like the law and criminal stuff love how to get away with murder i don't know if you've ever watched that we do first three seasons and then i fell off but oh my god dude annalise keating that's my, dream, that's my dream girl. Is it? I, but <laughs> I, I agree with you. I like uh, the creative problem solving mm-hmm. that they have to use in those. Oh, yeah. It's, like back against the wall. Yeah, it's pretty cool, too. Like, so it's, like obviously, it's a drama. It's set up. It's fake. But it starts to get you thinking into, like, the arguments behind stuff. And, like, the arguments aren't bullshit. Like, they, you know, they can't just, like, go ahead and just say the random shit. They actually do have to kind of plan out an argument in some of these episodes. So you're watching, like, holy fuck. Oh, you know, that's dude. crazy how they portray this person or make you change your opinion on them. So you know? that is the exact reason I got into Madam Secretary. There are a lot of things I don't like about the show, but it's diplomacy on an international level because she's the Secretary of State. Oh, and what so is her name? Um, Tia. Uh, no, uh, Tia Leon? Uh, yeah, Tia yeah. Leon. But what's her character's name? Because she, Tia Leon, didn't she also? She played in a couple other things too. Yeah, like, uh, she did. Like she's been around since late '80s, early '90s. Yeah. So and her and her that dude that she's with McCord. In, is they're actually together. Oh, like in real really? life, yeah. That's how that's they can. That's how they sell sick, the relationship man. so well. <laughs> or they sick. were. I, I don't know if they still are. You know how right. Hollywood is, for God's sakes. But but yeah. To, but that's why I got into it because it was a lot of negotiating, but high stakes mm-hmm. negotiating, and they had to be creative. And I love that. A little bit farther off from that, like same kind of like governmental political sphere as um uh, got a designated survivor. 
on okay. on Netflix. It's a little bit more of like apocalyptic. Like the entire government gets wiped out during the inauguration, <laughs> except the dude that's a designated survivor, and then like he's rebuilding it from there. How's but it? it is, end? Yeah. You need to know. <laughs> it's one of those where it does start to like you get like after three seasons, you're like, all right, you're beating a dead horse. You know what's going to happen? Like let's finish it off. But it, it is good. There's a couple shows like that. Fuck, we spun out of control. Welcome again. No, no it's okay. Wait. Do you want to, before you get into an intro, we'll what? lower the uh, headphones a little bit. Or is it what, um, sound check? Might be sound one check. of these things. Right However, here. Oh, for me, look, man, this is my first time. However, okay, I'd it's like Carrie's that. first time too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm I think new, we're good. I'm new at this. Yeah, no, that sounds good to me. Okay, it I was. Think so. It sounded good in my ears. I just sounded loud. Yeah, okay. no, I, I I can adjust this too. Like no, no, but for the most part, our mic volumes are good. So. One more. Yeah. Today. Yeah. That's today, good. today. 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 Yeah, that's good. Oh, that. Yeah, that's today. Good. <laughs> we good? Yeah, yeah. All right. Today we are joined again another uh, episode of the main podcast. Per usual, the two hosts, uh, myself, Headstash two hundred seven, and Carrie Kland seventy on Instagram. We're joined by Nick, the owner of Black Tie Cannabis. Thank you so much, Nick, for coming in. Appreciate it, guys. Um, so we actually have known Nick for quite some time. You know, it wasn't. Uh, it, it actually took longer to get him on the podcast. He might have been the first person that knew about what really what we were doing Did here. Did you know about it? Did we tell you about it? Or we was it sort it, of like, what? what are you guys up to? <laughs> we originally came I into Sensamia like, when we had the space kind of we were up and going because they're our neighbors. And you kind of came in and we had some really simple podcast stuff at that point, like in boxes up against a wall. Mm, we you, did. You guys, you guys had talked about it. And yep. but you'd played around with a few ideas of what you wanted to do with this space. So. Yeah, right. So you didn't know whether you should take it uh, as a like a truth that we were really going to do it or, well, they got boxes kicking around, but <laughs> yeah. what other boxes are right. here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there definitely exactly. wasn't much much in here at the time, but it kind of mimics... for a while. Yeah, but it, mi- it mimics a situation, I think, like you were in also. Like, we kind of developed a, a retail venue, obviously a different you know, aspects of the industry, but kind of same time, you know, you were moving out of a grow into more of a vert- vertically integrated, uh, you know, building that you've put together out in green. I don't know if you want to kind of give us a little bit of background on yourself and how you ended up getting there. Yeah. So actually Carrie, <laughs> I got into my first grow through How'd Carrie. How'd uh, I got into my first store, black tie got into the first store through Carrie. So um, Beautiful. Man, this sounds like a great relationship. Yeah, no, seriously. And I mean, <laughs> now I see why he invited him on. Well, wait. <laughs> and so you got into growing. Was it you or was it your dad? Or had you guys been talking about it? So I had. Because I was talking to your dad. Right. So I had moved back from Florida. From and school? I was dead broke, yeah. You were a Florida boy? Yeah, for like three years. I could never see that. Florida. What's cool? Yeah, well, never exactly, could see that. Exactly. Never. Yeah, I'm extremely anti. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know, and he's like, I am a came from Florida, though. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. No, Fort Lauderdale did not fit me at all. But so I moved back from Florida, and growing while it was still kind of in the shadows, mm-hmm. it was more talked about. And I had never, at this point, this was like 2016, I had never in my life seen a plant ever. Mm -hmm. Um, So people were talking about growing. My dad was talking about growing. And um, I don't know how you and him had linked up and got on the topic, but basically he had approached me one day. I was dead broke. I was going to school and I had moved back in with him and he approached me and asked if I wanted to run this grow. And I was like, 
God, I have no idea. No. I, I told him no. I said, I have no idea what I'm doing. No. So. Which kind of takes, all, that's almost like a good thing. You know, it's like, that's a good attribute to have because anyone at that point in the industry, you were hearing about how much money people were making. You knew everyone, like that was when everyone wanted to jump in and to, be, to turn something down like that, to just like realize, you know, maybe not right now is not the exact time for it. It takes a lot. So that was, that was a big selling point from everybody. It was like, Everybody talking about a lot of money, man. Oh, well, exactly, exactly. So it was my pitch. So about seven, (laughs) so about seven. Yeah, it was really only like a week later. I ran into my business partner now, Matt, who I'd known since I was ten years old, but I hadn't seen him in six years. And I ran into him by accident at a bar, like on Thanksgiving Eve, because that's huge around here. And. Somehow, (laughs) we somehow got on that topic, and he explained to me that he'd been doing it for a while as a caregiver, and you know he could. He could. Long story short, we uh, took over that grow, and we had that for I don't know, must have been two years. About two and a half. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right around there. And we had been looking for other places. We had wanted to. It was an adequate space, but it was obvi- right. a, a place you obviously wanted to step up from. I think uh, mm-hmm. I had 15 lights. Do you guys have 15 lights? Yeah, there? we ended up upgrading <clears> to, <throat> I think we added five, so we went to You 20. did go to 20. Did you add another row? It was, a, it was I had 20. originally set it up with three so rows. Had, so, yeah, we added another row, so yeah. we're at 20. But oh, then, wait, did he buy your old grow? Yeah, he did. Oh, oh yeah. the one you listed on Craigslist? Yeah, that's how we, yeah. No oh, yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, I didn't know. So, at the time, I, I should explain, Craigslist was a great selling tool. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, no, seriously. But, yeah, so we started looking for other places because, obviously, you, you know, 20 lights worked for a while. We kind of grew out of it. And... The, more so than anything else, we just wanted to get into a facility where we could have a store and where we could also have our kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, that that had been the plan for a while to be vertically integrated, and obviously, logistically, it makes more sense if you can do that in the same building. Yeah. And so we came across this building, and again, you know, we long story short, we ended up buying it and. Put a little lipstick on it, and now it uh, it oh, is what definitely it is. a little bit more than a lipstick. I mean, you guys, if anyone that saw the building before and like what you guys have done, it's I mean, it's hard for the town not to like people like you guys. You know, you guys yeah. really beautified that corner. Uh, situates right. What is the route? Is it um? It's two o two. I yeah. want to say three o two. I know it wasn't right. We're at the. Co- I don't know if it's technically a corner, but the main street and two o two where they meet mm-hmm. right there. So. And it's a blue building, it, you know. I mean, if you're yeah. going towards green, you'll see it on the right. If you're coming into well, Lewis, you'll be on your left. Now, right? Well, so that. What? So what, we what went to. We to went to. I perceived it as blue. We, okay, no, no, so exactly. So we <laughs> I thought it was blue. So the paint was chosen because it looked gray at the time, and uh-huh. then as me and Matt are standing back looking at it, get you know, watching this building get painted, we're like. It's like, damn it, we shouldn't, have done, we shouldn't have tested edibles the same day we yeah. picked the paints. Yeah. Like, son of a bitch. Yeah. But no, Matt, right. too, yeah, I've gotten a couple that. chances to meet Matt. Great guy. He's definitely like more of like, I feel like behind the scenes, you're more of the face of yeah. a black tire habit person. So Matt takes care of, I don't touch the growing at all anymore. Right. Uh, Matt. There was a time with, you were. Yeah. To learn it? Yeah. Well, it, you know, at the time it was, it, that was important. And I think it's still important that I learn but again, you know, 
we also have our roles. Like you guys have a balance. Business, yeah, so. yeah. It's not like he's going to go out and around. <clears throat> like he'd prefer probably not to be on IG trying to make sales or, or get vendors yeah. and different things like that. That's you, something you're more geared towards. You got to play to your strengths, your strengths right? Yeah. And so I think. Yeah, if you're going to be why, unhappy in the garden, there's no need to be in the garden. Oh, exactly. And this suits you. you. This it, suits it, your personality yeah. a lot better, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It, well, exactly. So, um, you know, he. He takes care of all the growing, uh, edible stuff. Luckily, he's been able to step away from that a little bit, and that's been taken over by uh, Mariah Carroll, who's doing an unbelievable job. Loki been absolutely slaying that. I, I so I you had exposure the other day. <laughs> well, I've had exposure to Mariah. Well, I went to school with Mariah, um, and. I used to buy macaroons from her when she was just making them out of her house. And I like, I remember, I think I either messaged Nick or Mariah and I was like, I'm so happy you like made it with them because she's like, you know, I, I think I told you, I was like, I messaged you at one point. I was like, she can kill it in the kitchen if she has some freedom. You know, oh she's really God. good at what she does for sure. No doubt. It does open up uh, your menu then, right? Yes, it by does. What she does. And that's, yeah. a, and that's a really big deal. And I mean, her stuff is like, you know, it's incredible. Gourmet. It's, it's to like, the, yeah. It's, to the point where I've had her making non-medicated stuff for me on the side oh, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah i mean but she's doing an amazing job she's got a she's got a bachelor's degree in nutrition science yeah, yeah. nutrition and stuff like that so um so yeah i mean she's doing a great job handling that so matt doesn't have to as much he still oversees a lot of the things that are going on in the kitchen product development mm -hmm. um anything of that nature so but yeah you know like you kind of leaving it so she can set up uh, different types of foods she can work with yeah, and how she can put it I, in? I feel like we've given her a good amount of freedom. And, it, you know, the same thing with Noah in the store. I mean, Noah in the store has been yeah, he phenomenal. Your store. And that's, oh but that's God. someone, too, that you almost, I want. I hate to use the word recruit, but you, like, recruited him. You know, you were you yeah. had your eye on Noah. You for, always said yeah. it. Like, before you even had the store, I remember he came in once, and you were like, I was like, oh, how do you know him? You're like, once I open my store, that's who I'm hiring yeah. right there. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's... Really, I missed that conversation. What well, he actually introduced me to Kelly, who's now my fiance. So oh. I've oh, yeah, known him, him for... at the gym. Yeah, I've known him for yeah. a while, but he Over does a great... Over Yes. Yep. But he's doing a great job, too, and, um, you know, that's freed up time for me. But, yeah, I mean, Matt is – now that he's been able to focus on the grow a lot more time, because before it was split almost evenly between the grow and the edibles, it, the flower is coming out phenomenal. Yeah. Like we are so happy with how it's, mm -hmm. how it's going. I mean, no complaints. So, um, And I know he's happy about that. But yeah, I mean, he's he also his background's a little bit different too because he was a CPA for four or five years before I pulled him away uh, from that safe job. Said <laughs> <laughs> so, you want to mess things yeah, up for exactly. a few years. And CPA exactly. for people that don't know is. Uh, certified public, public accountant. Yeah. yeah. And so he, he really did come from, a, did he want to get away from numbers then? Oh, Cause yeah, it makes did, sense yeah. that he would have been the one to go, you know, front house, like yeah. doing the duties that you do. Well, he handles the books. Yeah. Yeah. So he tells me if I'm spending oh, too much great. money. Oh, great. That's awesome. Harry, <laughs> <laughs> it would be, it would be rather problem. illogical to take the accountant away from accounting. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, well. just do growing. Let me handle the numbers, even though you've been doing it for 10 years. <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. He, okay, bad idea. So he was working at Barry Dunn for a while, which is a, I mean, that's a pretty big firm, especially in Maine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know, like I said, he's happy that he gets to focus more. Um, 
on the growing aspect of it. And like I said, you can see it, the qualities there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're all really happy with how that's He was one so. of the first uh, caregivers in the state, was he not? He was definitely up there. Yeah. He was definitely up there. Within one of the early years, first years. Yeah, like that, no, yeah. no. I think he's been doing it since 2012 or 2011. Yeah. Is that I think that is? sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like I said, the, and a big thing with that was he was already familiar with something that I think a lot of people uh, struggle with, which which was uh, reporting <laughs> to the sales. state. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bookkeeping and stuff yeah. like that, which is the most challenging aspect for a lot of these people entering the industry because most of them have never had to rely. They don't want it on record. They're well, like, you know, I don't want them to know how much money I made. Like, yeah. <laughs> hide that shit. Yeah, so that was a huge advantage when we started, um, especially, you know, I hadn't had any experience doing that. So I didn't own a, I'd never owned a business before this. So that was, that was really helpful. Mm -hmm. You wanted to get into business before and just end up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was, when I was like 14, 15, I was dead set on having my own clothing line, like dead <laughs> set on it. So I've been studying informally branding marketing all that stuff for like a decade easy right easy um because under ty lopez oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah who's ty lopez, ty lopez for oh god people like me who don't know uh he's on every youtube commercial that's interrupted your viewing experience <laughs> oh, no for way. the last five six years yeah he be, he's like the dude that comes out and he like you know he has like the the rental mansion behind him that's like you know 45 million he probably rented from some wall street dude and he went to the local car dealership and asked him if he you know i have a bunch of viewers can i get a couple rolls royces and some lambos and then he sits out front and he goes you know, you see all these cool cars, and you see this house, and you know what I like to spend my money on? Books. Yeah, and it's like, shut the fuck is, up, dude. That is Come dead on. on. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Like, and he, he's just like that guy that you like. I don't even know how anyone pays him money. Like, how would how would you believe <laughs> one one thirty seconds? And you're like, wow, I've lost, oh. I've lost interest, brain power, and fucking used used car salesman of the internet for sure. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, it's mm -hmm. like the whole uh, the was it inspiring? The Shine Club. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you guys have seen that it's now. The Shine Club is like this never do this does. big thing that's coming up. It's like the next like Monet, where like you know every. Everyone just like you get it and it's like, you know, the pyramid scheme of like car sales and all this shit has like taken off recently. And it's so fucking crazy to me that people actually no, buy it into is. it. it. It is. It, the fact that Ty Lopez breeded dozens and dozens and dozens of people, More. maybe even hundreds. Yeah. But I've seen now, again, in the last few years, the same exact style of oh. YouTube commercial <laughs> just from somebody different. And there's a whiteboard involved normally, always an exotic car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always the exotic it's car. It's the same pitch. Yeah, I mean, he really, he's responsible for the degradation of society in many ways. <laughs> like, Ty Lopez really <laughs> fucked everyone up, honestly, if you I think see, about it. Like, he, like, gave uh, breath yeah, to, like, Grant fun. Cardone. I don't know if you ever watched Grant <laughs> Cardone, but that's, like, hands down. Him and Ty Lopez compete for the cringiest people on the, on the face of the earth. And the sad part about it is rounding out the top five to the top 10. I've actually made an Instagram post about it is some of you motherfuckers in the main cannabis industry. Cause you fall right in there as far as how cringy like you act. Like, you know, it's like, I feel like some people watch them like this guy's like a tool. I'll never be like that. Then they make like a hundred K and they're like, fuck, I want to be just like that guy. Like, you know, like God damn it. I want to be a douche so bad. I've been waiting my whole life, you know? And it is, it's like sad because I think like a lot of people talk like this and like us and then they like, 
Is it more people who are influenced by YouTube, you think, or had been exposed no, to I it? No, I think some it's point? just the difference between new money and old money. Like, it's a sad argument of it. Like, and it's easy to get caught in that trap. But you hang out with, like, if you see a lot, some people that have been, have been around it a little bit longer, it's less of like a flex. But then there's a lot of people, like, right now, it's less. I don't get of why. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, there, there's a difference. I don't know how I would even explain it. But you can, like, you, you talk to someone, like, say that's, um, that's dad or grandfather has had money for a long time. They're wealth managers, you know, something like that. And they're making a lot of money. Most of the time you'd never know that the kid you're talking to comes from an extremely wealthy background or has a lot of money themselves. And then you see some of these people in the cannabis industry that sell five packs every week and they walk around with like the loudest Gucci shoes, like, you know, all this stuff. And like, and they don't really enjoy it. They never like got anything from it or they don't believe in the brand or the imagering, they, imagery of the actual brand itself. They believe in what they perceive as if I wear this, it's gonna make me look like A, B, C, and D and check some boxes for them. When really I think like we've had multiple conversations about this, like the designer culture, the cannabis culture, the food culture, every single one of those can't be, you can't buy your way into it. You can't buy your way into any culture. You're either about it, you are totally for it and you like it, or it's just like a facade, you know? And I think that's- You always get exposed if you're not real. It, uh, it depends, you know, it's circumstantial, but only, only relative to how long it'll take. I mean, but if you, like you said, it's any culture though, mm -hmm. any culture at all, yeah, that applies. Dawson was on here the other day and he was talking a little bit, his leaning was a little bit more towards uh, corruption and not only corruption within the cannabis industry, but he said, take a look around, it's corruption on all levels in every, every different industry that's out there. So it's about knowing and navigating knowing and navigating like what that new culture is or how, you know, I, I think just by knowing people, right. by knowing people, you're going to get exposed to it, the right. good and the bad. No, definitely. And to Evan's point about, Evan's point about flexing on social media. Yeah. I think it's, if you have a brand <laughs> and you continue to try to communicate to people that you're all about the customer, patient, whatever you want to uh, call the people purchasing your product, that you're there for them, you're there to take care of them. You can't then follow that up with, whether it's on your personal account or otherwise, you know, this bragging type behavior, it, it doesn't sink. So it, and whether that makes sense or not, it's irrelevant. I'm talking, I'm not talking about from my perspective. I'm talking about from the perspective of a consumer. If, if you're constantly trying to promote that idea that you're all for them, this is all about them. You just want to take care of them. And you're misleading other, them? I, they will, I think they'll interpret it that way. Yes, because because material, materialism is always associated with uh, selfishness, mm -hmm. uh, arrogance, uh, being conceited, pretentiousness, et cetera. So you can't say that I'm all for you, I'm being self, I'm selfless, and then demonstrate this level of, you know, being superficial. Is it... Um as a business, you can look like you're too involved in their lives. Like, I agree. Uh, um, I think you want to be able to have that um, 
kind of a personal connection, but if if really you never had one before, how could you expect it to be? Uh, how could you expect it to happen overnight or or happen just because you're suggesting it on right. on, on Instagram? No, you got to be careful of that. I think you got to be careful too that you're being authentic. I, being authentic is so crucial, especially with social media and how fast things can spread information that if black tie, black tie doesn't go out on uh, the, on Instagram as a poster of uh, anything more than say the store experience and products and, and your image. Right. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, and to that point, you know, I'm not going to be, that's what you like doing. I, again, I'm a big fan of being genuine. Yeah. Um, and I think whenever you're talking about a brand, it's always easier to build a brand that resonates with who you are, you know, resonates with your character mm-hmm. than anything else, right? That's just easier. It's easier to demonstrate and exude that same energy, right? Like if we were going to events and people saw that who I am when they're talking to me, Yep. in person is similar to what they see on social media, then that all lines up, right? If and, that's the, if that's the vision that you're looking for, which it is. And I think that's what every brand should strive for. I don't I don't believe that you should create a brand and then hide who you are behind it. I think that's a recipe for disaster. And I think unfortunately still People miss out on that, and it's, it, you know, again, it's it's so important. Continuity mm-hmm. is important. I mean, if if we're if we're thinking that it's important across the packaging of all of our products, why is it not important across the behavior of all of the employees and owners? You see what I'm saying? You like you um, you were applauding Noah and, and the kind of uh, godsend he is because of the relationship he has with clientele, the the same kind of relationship you want to have with your customer or patient base. Exactly. So he, but that's what separates you as well. Like Noah, Noah understands black tie, mm -hmm. but he's got a personality that's quite different enough, relatable, Mm -hmm. but in his way. Yes. A hundred percent. So he, but he still carries on sort of the linearness that you have created too. Yeah, so I, I think what he does very well is he coming from a bar background, regulars. Yeah. How to treat regulars. Yeah. He treats even new customers like they're regulars. And it's so helpful to the experience. Mm-hmm. So helpful, especially because our brand we we do everything we can to try try to give it a bit of a higher end vibe yeah you know aesthetically especially so when they come into the store it's important that that's matched with all right this is kind of like the local feel though especially in green mm-hmm. where that is the energy. So you have a you have a store Green where has a lot of people who have moved out of maybe our generation uh like uh, they might have moved from the Lewiston Auburn area into green because they like green yes. for that reason. And, there are, and it's built up and there's a lot more people exactly. who do live out there and, and it, 
turning into having second generation, third generation people. Well, think about the communities we serve. So you're talking Green, Leeds, uh, Livermore Falls, some yeah. from Winthrop, Monmouth, Sabattis, Wales. Those are all small towns, and they like that local feel. And mm. so NOAA does a great job of demonstrating that energy. You, you also pull from Lewiston Auburn. <clears throat> I would say, not obviously <clears throat> not a high percentage, so uh, but a say, higher, but a noticeable percentage. I would say Auburn is almost it's inconsequential amount. Lewiston a little bit, yeah. but predominantly it's the towns it's I the talked towns about. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would definitely say so. Yeah, Lewiston's a little spotty, but like I said, it's definitely those towns. Mm -hmm. So your numbers, although you have had uh, out-of-state um, business as well through through mm -hmm. time and kind of built up, a, you started, um, it should be noted that you started Black Tie. The doors opened what month? February. <laughs> February. So it uh, it happens, and they talk about closures, and you're thinking, "I just opened this. <laughs> what are you talking about?" Because yeah. at the time, it hadn't been uh, deemed essential, so we weren't quite sure if it was going to get a shutdown or not. I think the prevailing feeling for me, I felt like, "No, they're not going to shut down weed weed shops." <laughs> I I don't you? recall. What were you thinking? I don't recall being worried about it. In hindsight, I guess I should have been, but. <laughs> <clears throat> well, no, but, but I, you were getting it off the ground too. You knew you still had work you had to focus on. Right. So you wanted when, uh, when you opened your doors, you wanted that experience to be, you, you know, you have everything out there for them to wander about and take a look at the way they want to look at it. You know, like if 100%. they can get close enough, it's very viewable, not, Hey, can I see this? Can I see that? Yeah. And I think, I think that's an important part of the experience to, not especially i mean you've been in our store yeah. the no, way it's when laid you out come on in it wraps around as soon as you get there on your right, right the extracts and they're all lined up everything from bho shatter bho and, right uh, and, and that store layout is kind of granted this was unintentional but it it was previously owned by it should be noted right uh it was a cannabis store before that yeah that green thumb alternatives yeah, green thumb. yeah they've been great to us by the way they're awesome. So our store, though, the way it's laid out, you know, it's not huge. Yeah. But it's straight into the point, which, you know, again, in terms of continuity of the brand, that's pretty much how I operate. Yeah. So, like you said, you walk right in, boom, there, you know, there's concentrates, flour, edibles, etc. I like the layout this way rather than having everything behind the counter, especially for that size because it doesn't ruin the flow if there are multiple customers in there. Have you thought about the space behind the, uh, the bar if um, you need to add to it or, or, or put, have you been there long enough to feel the, 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 mo the movement and the motion that you typically go through behind the, the bud tenders bar? Yeah. Have you noticed trends and have you, altered and fixed things as you've gone or you've pretty much found what you wanted to with design? I think if we're going to do anything different with design, it would require 
blowing out a wall and like doubling the size of the store. <laughs> so yeah, that's oh, not a very that's, straightforward that's what you were talking project. About. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's, it's not incredibly simple, but no, I think our workflow again. I rely on Noah a lot to let me know what he thinks is working and what isn't, and that's a big reason. I was set on hiring him before the store opens because I knew I could trust him to be honest with me. Yeah. Again, he's a, he can be abrasive. So, which is extremely helpful, Mm -hmm. extremely helpful. So yeah, you know, he let, he'll let me know if he doesn't feel like X, Y, or Z is working, then we'll change it. It's um, open enough where you're willing to, I mean, you take it in and, and do you end up, he's, is he somebody who you regularly use to talk about what's working, what's not? All every day. Every yeah. day. I, I give him quite a bit of freedom as well. And again, you know, when I talk about Noah and Mariah, I've never looked at them like they work for me. One, you know, when you're talking about Mariah, like she does things that I can't. So again, that in my head, it's like she, we're working together. Yeah. Noah, our previous relationship and just the way our personalities match up again, I've never once in my head thought about him like that. Like we work together and we really do rely a lot on them, Mm -hmm. um, especially for that feedback. Cause me and Matt can get caught up sometimes in bigger picture thinking yeah and they'll kind of bring us down to earth like hey this needs to get fixed or this is working really well we should continue to do this and actually focus more on doing things like this so you know we knew it before Mm -hmm. and it was somewhat accidental that we put you know you had been looking for you had been looking yeah, for people at different phases of your growth this, and things that you yeah. wanted to be able how you wanted to expand out. Oh yeah, but especially in Tadables more. It was this team like us four. We've yep. hired a few people on since, but those four I mean, it's it's unbelievable. We got so lucky. I've heard so much and it's not just this industry, but there's it's so much turnover at so many different businesses and these two are already such a core part of our team you know they're extremely important they're extremely important to us i mean they they do great something again about noah is even before he had too much experience in the store just who he is he knew what was okay and what was not okay in terms of some of the protocol and policies in the store. That were expected by him? Yeah, so this yep. is, I'm not even talking of about... L- expected of him, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I'm not even talking about uh, things of a legal nature. No, 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 no. I just no, mean no. from my expectations. Yeah, you're running knew, a business and you wanted to be able to work with somebody who was going to conduct it as a business. Yes, and he did that so well and he still does it very well. Um, and, and again, I, I think that it's been a good learning experience for Matt and I, you know, these were our first employees. So you, you and Matt started working together too, fairly new as a relationship. Yeah. So our relationship in the past, you know, like I said, I'd known him since I was 10, but we had played soccer together. 
So we've definitely had to, we've had our growing pains. Partnerships are never easy. No, it's not. I think it comes back to we gel well because of our strengths. So, you know, regardless, it's like any other relationship though, regardless of like, you're never going to agree on everything. So anything like petty no, that no, you disagree not. on. No, and, uh, and I don't know if you can brushed. even weigh it out as, um, you know, percentages of my vote, this vote or this vote. You yeah, know, it, can't, no. it still can't be run that way. Luckily, there needs to be a chief architect. Luckily, and though, he pulls for the information from each, and you know, thank you for that. I appreciate that, but I think we should stay our course or do this instead. Luckily, on a vast, vast majority of major decisions, we're on the same page. Um, normally, when we disagree, it's about little stupid things, which is important. Again. There's a lot of people, I think you've even had somebody on here who said that like partnerships just don't work. And Mm. yeah, I've heard a lot of stories about them, you know, partnerships not working out. But again, and again, this was accidental. Like we just, who we are and what our strengths are, they, they just mesh really well together. So everything else, again, that's the thing you got to keep in mind. If you are going to have a partner, just understand what you're willing to compromise on generally going into it and what you wouldn't be willing to compromise on and having that, you got to have a plan like that. You really do. I don't know if I ever do. (laughs) 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 I don't know if I ever do, Nick. Well, that's been important for us. So, and like I said, We've, uh, no, I admire we've that well in people. I admire that in people. I think what I've always really enjoyed doing is starting things and seeing how it goes and what direction it would take off in. And uh, for, you know, as an enterprise, it had been at one time um, the art scene and, and trying to do that. And, yeah. and um, in sharing that, even I, you know, did an art show over at Max Grill one night because I, I knew I, I had been working there quite a while had a good relationship with a lot. This was back when uh, it was a really small bar Um, instead. I grew up on that small bar. Yeah, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, and a great relationship between your dad and I formed there too. And Mm -hmm. so I'm glad uh, we kept each other either going insane uh, or, or keep kept each other sane for, you know, countless hours of a week. And, um, that that was uh, that was good. I was happy to have met and and and, uh, and I got to see you grow up through that. And, yeah, and man. I, you crazy. know, you were always Shirley Temples and mozzarella sticks. <laughs> There's no better way to live. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you had a Shirley Temple? Oh my God, it's been a while. I would guess and mozzarella sticks. I don't know. All I, the time or yeah. never? Uh, not. <laughs> not often no not often well you take care of yourself you I try to yeah it, but that's what keeps me sane so that's something else that's really important especially when cannabis is such a 24/7 commitment especially if you're in the grow side of things mm-hmm. i mean there's i've had this conversation with countless people these plants don't care if you have a sick family member they don't care if it's a holiday they don't care they need to be taken care of. So 
when it's that intense, that time consuming, you have to have something outside of it that uh, I believe that you can work on. And for me, that is, that's going to the gym. Staying healthy. It's, it's a project. Keeps, yeah, yeah, it's a project Great stress for relief. Me. Oh my God, yeah. That, and that's why I do it in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, so, but again, you know, that's my project. It's Wait, wouldn't just it put you me. to sleep if you did it at night? Oh my nice God. Nice and easy? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. You like w- waking up early, though. Yeah, I do it naturally. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say naturally. My dog wakes me up at four forty-five to eat, and then after that, it's over. I can't can't go back, go back to, sleep. to it. Yeah. So. So don't text after ten thirty. Is that it? Oh, <laughs> or no, you even getting that much sleep? I just deal with it now. Like I try to, but again, I feel like you just get momentum yeah. and you keep going. But yeah, I think it's important to have a pro. I shouldn't say a project, maybe a hobby is a better way to phrase it that you're doing outside of this, whatever it is, but something, it's gotta be something. I mean, especially now in cannabis, there's so much uncertainty around the market, forget your business around the market. So you need something that allows you to step away from that. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, and it can't be just Instagram. And I think for some people it is just Instagram. And I think that's where the flex comes from. I'm so I think, anti-social I think, media. Like, I wish I didn't have to use it, but I understand that I do have to use it, you know, here and there. Um, not, I'm not even that open. I'm not even normally that. Mm-hmm. I mean, in speaking into a mic and doing this, it's, I like the one-on-one. I like that a lot. I like having that, but I, as far as like um, thinking or feeling like we're going to influence or impact greater, it's it's not really us. It's more about, you know, it says storytelling on our uh, SoundCloud like mm-hmm. uh, listing, and it really is. I guess it's more storytelling, but uh, the greater good is that it uh, releases into a community. At least we're able to get it back. That kind of uh, re- reaction or or interaction. hundred percent. So that's, that's been great. That's been like the blessing. I don't think we knew was going to happen. And I don't know if we're, how we're reacting to it. It's, it's just from a business point of view. I would argue, or I don't even know if it's really considered a business. Really. It's well, been a hobby. Well, so I'd far. argue that what you're doing is keeping small craft cannabis but it's still about the people it's still relevant but what you're doing is allowing these allowing these people to connect with their not just the people who know about them and buy their products but a new you know a new market as well and that's really important because one right now companies it's very important for companies to have a human element to them. Yeah. Um, two, there's not as much brand loyalty as there used to be. So allowing people the opportunity who own these businesses to come here and communicate and demonstrate who they are gives them a better chance of having a brand and a product that resonates with people. And that's how you keep people coming back and buying your product is if it resonates with them, you know, I mean, for example, your gummies, um, just if you want to 
cite a product that just worked. Your sure. gummies created, uh, it was one of the best, um, best introductions to gummies to come along into the market. And, and it built such a loyalty with people, uh, a reliability with people that it, it, they still love it. And see, you know, the that's gummy, transcended. That's pretty damn good. The, the gummies thing know? is funny because <clears throat> Matt had didn't want to do it. So, did he? No, he did, <laughs> and he had so many versions of it. And uh -huh. I can't tell you how many times I was like, "This one's fine," and he just he put a he put a lot of effort into making sure that they weren't just fine; that they were gonna. You know, be better. They, they that they were, yeah. He, I mean, and that's a huge. Again, that's another big thing about our brand in terms of our identity is <clears throat> the entire team takes a lot of pride in their work, in their mm -hmm. output, and so even now, it's not just the typical as a business. You know, how can we grow? It's like this is really good, but it's not good enough. And so we got to continue to push. Now, when you're our size, like a lot of companies are, when you're at, when you get to those points where this is really good, but it's not good enough, the challenge is where do you allocate your resources to push forward? So you and I have had this conversation, mm -hmm. you know, with edible companies. Do you have one or two products that you do really, really well? And yeah, then that happens. Right. And then do you, instead of you know creating completely new products do you just build on those products so like you started out with four gummy flavors and now you have seven and some are sour or do you go from gummies to hard candies and chocolate bars etc so you know those decisions aren't easy rice crispy bars Rice Krispie not bars. Mistaken. I mean, that was like one of Matt's original things. That I was, was way back. I remember bars. the Fruity Pebble yeah. bars. Yeah. And we've actually brought those back for our store specifically. Oh, for, yeah. Yeah. Not for production, for, <clears throat> for people so smaller batch. Yeah. I mean, if we don't, I don't go around advertising that we have those available for wholesale, you know, but if it comes up in conversation, I let people know. How much? Um, now they're 100 milligrams. I remember when we had them in Cincinnati originally, they were 25? like 60s. Oh, 60s? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just like an oddball number. <clears throat> um, it's funny how that's kind of all got ironed out in edibles. Like, look, it's increments of 50. <laughs> so, yeah. increments of 25. But uh, yeah, I mean. I remember being hard up for. Oh, like a product for edibles that would have been 10 milligrams though for a while. Like, um, I'm a big fan. Like of when that. people would come I on in, you. well, you don't like, uh, you're not, you're not really into eating medicated edibles, correct? I've gone back to it. You do, you go through periods where you'll do it here and there. Oh yeah. What dose do you find yourself using? Keep it real. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right I now. Love 10. I sit it. Oh God. Yeah, exactly. No, tens good spot. So 20 is right around where I sit. Yeah. 50 is my absolute limit. Anything higher than that. I'm an unacceptable human being. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even at 50, it's like pushing it. Yeah. It's this really is, pushing it. This is, uh, that would be late night probably. Oh That'd yeah. Be, yeah. The end of it. Yeah, I don't need that, um, but 
Evans talked about 300, 500, 600 milligrams. Yeah, hey, look, we have guys who come. Are you guys selling some of those? Oh, I mean, we sell 300 milligram bars, yeah. But, and we. Is it a high market or not so much? I'll tell you that it's always younger guys. Always guys in their early 20s who really. Looking to jam on them? Well, exactly. It's just how high can I get? Mm -hmm. So. How high can you get? I don't know. Somebody was, oh, we were talking about that um, before. You can only achieve a certain kind of high before it just disappears. You know, when I was... Uh, when I was more I, well, no, I can't frequent. say that's true with edibles. It's not true with edibles. See, I don't know. I won't, yeah. I won't even push it past 50. But uh, I know that when I was younger and I was smoking a lot, I know that during one session, if that's what you want to call it, yeah. it would get to a point where it's like, all right, I mean, I'm inhaling, but I'm not getting any higher. No, no, no. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm about as stupid as I can yeah, get right now. At this point, we're just burning money. So we might as well roll up the twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you, are you hoping, are you hoping, are you thinking that uh, one of the things that you want to do is cannabis and get way back? You talked about getting into it mm-hmm. as a business that, yeah, I guess obviously, um, Dad and Matt kind of convinced, didn't really convince you, but knowing the people who were already in its early formation, it was a good idea. Yeah, they gave basically they were they made it easy for you to do what they you do. were the opportunity. So my dad, pres- you know, presented this opportunity, and I said absolutely not because I have no idea what I'm doing. And at that point I was in school full time and I didn't want to take on this project where it was, yeah, I'll say yes now and then figure it out later. I just, I knew I wasn't going to do that, which is somewhat how I approach problems now. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) but uh, Matt, Matt's past experience gave me confidence that, all right, look, I can learn this. But again, that being taught by somebody who has vested interest, you know, that's a lot different than one, just hiring a consultant who's like, this is what you need to do. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, or just, again, trying to be self-taught. And at the time, I had no idea, again, relative to other people who grew, if that was a big grow or a small you know what I mean so at the time I was kind of like is this way too big of a project for me to manage or is it completely I had no idea I knew nothing yeah I had no way of putting it into scope no I I, I, no exactly I had no idea there was again no previous experience I remember having gone from four lights in Going from four lights to 15 lights, I wondered if mm. I was going to be able to do it. And the only way I was confident is because there were two other people at the time. Honestly, I, I didn't know the plant enough, and uh, I needed some guidance. I knew going in I needed guidance. And I've studied, but for me, I was studying more off of uh, videos off YouTube. And you know what? It was good enough. I saw some really good results. But what you can't really learn or what I wasn't even paying enough attention to was really the environment uh, as much right. as I wanted to. I, I, I tried, but um, lacking the knowledge, people weren't as open then either. They about, weren't. Um, no. You know, I mean, there was only so much and it was sort of speculative. 
Yes. You know? Well, you know what else is interesting is now you talk to some tradespeople and they'll tell you they've done so many grows. Like, well, I recommend doing this because this was worked best. So now my HVAC guy is telling me how to install this. And I was like, yeah, we're going to do this. He's like, well, this is really the best way to do it. <laughs> All right, yeah, man. please. Yeah, by all yeah, means, yeah, exactly. take on over. Yeah. <laughs> now, now again, the trades have been good am- for them. Amazing, I'm, haven't I'm they? I'm so happy for them. That is awesome to me. We've had that segment of our society continuing to work really hard, or having and being involved in cannabis too. Yeah. Really, really big, and hasn't they, and, it? And they've been accepting of it. I yeah. think uh, you know. I'm not saying that anybody even two years ago was too concerned about going and doing work at a grow. I mean, if you had the cash, they were going to do the work, right? Yeah. But especially with COVID, when, if I'm not mistaken, independent contractors were not eligible for some of the financial benefits from the government that employees were. So it's awesome to see that they've stayed extremely busy throughout because a lot of people ended up taking that money and you know, maybe they were saving up for a vacation that summer. Mm-hmm. Well, let's redo the deck. Let's put an addition on. Let's yep. do X, Y, and Z instead. So it's been awesome. 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 Awesome.